Hi, it's Mike, and while it is Monday, October 9th, this is not a regular gist. In this, a spiel-like segment, I want to address some of the events that we all witnessed in Israel, going on in Israel. Later on today, there'll be a regular show, a Columbus Day show that was pre-scheduled with uh, new content and some old content, contemplating Columbus, contemplating Native Americans. But with the horrible, terrifying events in Israel... I've drawn a couple conclusions. I want you to know the staff is uh, pursuing guests to bring you to make this all much more clear. One thought I've had is that it's very hard to avoid the conclusion that hostage taking as a tactic has worked in the past. It's clear to me that Hamas and Iran have concluded this. Iran just got billions of dollars uh, released to them for essentially taking hostages and holding in detention people with American citizenship. Yes, I know the Biden uh, State Department says that the money, the billions given to Iran did not fund these exact endeavors. I guess they don't understand how credit works. But I'm even speaking about specifically the Israeli context. In 2006, a a soldier named Galad Shalit was kidnapped by Hamas. He was held for five years and Ultimately, Israel wound up giving over a thousand Palestinian uh, militants or at least convicts back to Palestine. And some of these, it was unquestionable. Some of the people released in that prisoner exchange had killed dozens of Israelis. But the conclusion was, and this was Israel saying, these are our values, that one Jewish life is worth all of that. However, if you make that calculation, you're going to incentivize future actions. And that's what we've seen. Israel may have to recalibrate its attitude towards hostages. The U.S. should as well. But I also think that by unleashing murder and mass hostage taking, Hamas thought it was serving an execution order, but they may have written their own death warrant. Sympathy for the Israelis is important in giving them leeway to go forward. It's important, but it's not determinative of how far they will go. The Israelis complain, and often it's an apt complaint, that the numbers get reduced to the figure uh, of death tolls. And in the death tolls in exchanges of fire between Palestinians and Israelis, the Palestinians almost always get the worst of it. And the Israelis will say, well, that is Palestinian raining rockets on civilian populations and the Israelis going in to try to stop that and root that out. That's true. Much of that, much of the time it's true. I've also seen reports where, you know, the Israelis haven't been perfect in the prosecution of their safety, but all countries are allowed to take measures to stop their citizens from getting killed. And it is true, even though the Palestinians deny this, it is true that the Palestinians and the militants in Palestine will often use their civilians as shields and martyrs and propaganda. Those complaints persist. They're unresolvable. But notice that Israel doesn't stop responding in kind to all the rocket attacks that always befall it. Israelis find it quite unfair that they get blamed for their military retaliation, but that doesn't stop their military retaliation. And now we're going to see a massive retaliation because the world is appalled. It's just appalled at what we've seen, the purposeful murder and kidnapping, the kind of which, when they occur in Western countries, cause irreparable damage to those countries and the psyches involved. The Scottish 
might not have a natural affinity for either the Palestinians or the Israelis, but when they see the hostage videos that we've all seen of Hamas kidnap victims, they're going to think back to the Dunblane school massacre. And your average Frenchman might not be terribly pro-Israel, but the videos of the purposeful kidnapping and mocking and attacking Israelis and slaughtering a music festival will of course remind them of the Bataclan Theater and with Canadians and the Montreal Polytechnic Massacre as with Australians and the Port Arthur Massacre and on and on and on. In America, we're saying this is our 9-11 and uh, offering a multiplier between the size of Israeli populations and the U.S. population or this is a 9-11. You don't even have to make that point. Every person who lives in a country who has experienced a mass shooting, which is just about every country in the world, or a terrorist attack, will flash back to those terrorist attacks. And that is the context that they are going to put this in. This was not a faceless rocket launch. This is the visceral horror felt when civilians are kidnapped on camera and held and filmed and taunted and abused for a supposed military purpose. And this is why I'm thinking of terrorism. We debate Is it terrorism? It's an unending debate. One person's terrorism might be another person's freedom fighter. Put that all aside. I'm thinking terrorism might not, it's not the wrong phrase. It's not the best phrase for what we've seen. The terror of terrorism is itself a weapon. Also, terror can freeze or stymie an opponent. Uh, It infiltrates the mind and makes itself seem that there's terror around the corner, even when it's not present. It's convinced you that it's out there. So this was, there might be, uh, there'll certainly be some PTSD, but this wasn't I think best described as terrorism, the infliction of terror, it seems more to me like the infliction of horror. Hamas is and was a terrorist organization. It bombs and aims rockets at civilians, but they are acting as agents of horror in this case. The difference being that horror, which is based on the French word horrere, I think, it it connotes the hair standing up, bristling. So it's fearful, but also when an animal bristles, they're ready to attack. Horror has an element of disgust. These acts are just disgusting. And when human beings find something disgusting, they usually give a wide latitude to root out that which disgusts us. There are Over a hundred, it might be several hundred, kidnapped Israeli citizens in Gaza right now. Credible videos that I've seen online, you can find them if you dare, show children being taunted, show bawling children because they're crying because their relatives have been killed in front of them. These weren't leaked. These were purposefully propagated by Hamas to try to induce horror. And I think the world won't stand it. But I also think it won't matter much if they do, because the Israelis won't stand it. They're probably going to level much of Gaza, and there will be terrible things that happen and unfair victims of all of that, and we will debate proportionality. And I would be shocked if by the end, the death toll, which is now uneven with the Palestinians having suffered less, I'll be shocked if that death toll doesn't reverse. But that is because of what Hamas, I think knowingly, brought unto themselves. Hamas has used suicide bombers in the name of martyrdom as a tactic before, but now it has forced suicide and martyrdom in their way of thinking onto many, many more people than ever signed up for it in the first place. Well, more in the upcoming week and later today, we will be airing our regular show, but I thought I would uh, get those thoughts out there and we welcome thoughts of your own 
at thegist at mikepesca.com. I'll talk to you in just a few hours.